0: Hello and welcome back to Fanpicked Fix. Fan Today we will be reading a wonderful story that is originally a twitter thread by Suki the Wolf. Sorry, I haven't been uploading new episodes lately. Life has been honestly crazy with moving into my new apartment. I've been getting settled in, having friends over, and things like that. Real life has taken priority and I apologize, but at the same time I'm really happy with my life is headed and i hope you guys can be happy for me too let's get into the episode and i hope you enjoy this fan-ficked fanfic. fanfic <laughs> the barbarian king and his slave by zuki the wolf summary the barbarian king was captured and held prisoner where slave azuku had to care for him it wouldn't do for the wretched and terrible king to die when there was so much he could be useful for. And if he killed a single slave, then the masters hardly cared. What they didn't expect was a love to bloom between the two, or that the barbarian king could escape. This, this Twitter thread is amazing and I'm so happy it's getting like turned into a full fic. I'm so happy. <laughs> I love Suki's writing so much. They are just so wonderful. I actually um, based part of a D&D one-shot I did with my friends Elizabeth and Brianna um, on this. <laughs> so, reading this now is just wonderful. And let's get into the fic. The leader of the Triconic barbarian tribe that ran the territory had been captured by Izuku's masters. Izuku was charged to bring the barbarian food and water and to clean his cell every day. To say Izuku was terrified would be an understatement, but he had no choice but to obey. He would probably be hurt either way, so he was fine with caring for the barbarian. If he died, then at least he would be free. So Izuku bowed to his masters and got to work. The barbarian king was nothing like Izuku had expected, though. When the man appeared fierce and strong in anger, none of that anger was directed at Izuku when he brought out food or water. He would snarl at him in the thick ton of the drakes and avoid touching him. Izuku would skitter away when the king struck out with flashing eyes and sparking hands. At first, it had frightened Izuku, until he realized that the king wasn't actually attempting to hurt him. It was a warning, more than anything. He didn't want people near him. For good reason, he supposed. Izuku wasn't even sure if the king understood the language of those who had captured him. Nobody knew how to speak the draconic tongue, save for a few of those who did not reside in the castle they were in. Izuku certainly didn't know it, even if the sound of it fascinated him. He didn't know if it would help, but he began to speak to the king whenever he was around him. He would speak when he brought food and water and when he would clean the cell. He'd talk about himself and the place they were and the old stories he knew. It lifted his own spirits, and hopefully the king's as well. Izuku wasn't allowed to talk much normally because his masters hated it. He was not to speak unless spoken to. He missed being able to talk to people. At least with the king, he only had to worry about angry commands that he couldn't understand. Izuku hoped the king tolerated him. He hadn't killed or attacked him, so he supposed it wasn't too bad. Izuku didn't know why the king had captured, or what for. Some territorial dispute, probably. He knew very little about politics. He had been slave for the past ten years. He wondered if there would be a war, and if people would attack the place they were at. He sometimes dreamed about it on nights his masters were particularly in a rage, and his anxiety on high. He would tell the kings of these dreams. They were both nightmares and fantasies. Sometimes he wished that the attack would happen just for the possibility of being able to escape. He told the king that he would run far and fast. He would love to see his mother again if she was still alive. But that dream seemed like a far-off ideal. In time, the king stopped being angry when Izuku would show up. His eyes went from anger to wariness and eventually to acceptance, and even a little bit of happiness when Izuku would arrive never spoke any words outside of the draconic language, but Izuku didn't need him to. The king clearly found his companionship okay. He would join Izuku sometimes, cleaning if he was feeling particularly hospitable. Other days, he would touch Izuku and pull him close, looking over the wounds he had received from his work or punishments. His eyes darkened with anger when he saw them. It was those moments that Izuku really felt the difference in their status. Prisoner or not, the king was still clearly a king. His fur-lined royal red cloak and strong travel pants marked someone of a higher status. Izuku had nothing on but the rags, more often than not. Even those were bloodstained at times. His hair was matted. From being dirty, his hands seemed permanently stained dark. When the king grabbed his wrist, Izuku pulled away quick. The king gave him a sharp look at that. His eyes were full of irritation and confusion. I don't want to dirty your clothes any more than they are, Izuku said, keeping his eyes down to be respectful. The king grumbled words he couldn't understand and forced Izuku to look at him. Their eyes met green with red, and Izuku's breath caught. His heart leaped with an emotion he could not allow himself to possibly have. It was forbidden, for one thing, and completely wrong, for another. He pulled away from the king and those searching eyes. He fled from the chamber quickly when he finished his chores there. Time passed like that. Izuku learned little bits about the king from certain mannerisms, and then he filled in the gaps with his own imaginings. He fell in love with the person he believed the king to be and scolded himself for his foolish fancies. His days were rough, but the few hours he got to spend with the king were the best, even if they were their own form of torture— The king was so gentle with him. They would share touches more freely. There were quiet and changed moments between them. The king would snarl at anyone who interrupted them. Izuku would almost think that maybe the king felt the same for him with the way that he would look at him. There was a softness to his eyes when he gazed upon Izuku that made Izuku's heart sing and swell with a joy that he had not felt in years. It was foolish to think a prisoner wouldn't love a slave, but Izuku could at least dream. His wishes were all he really had for himself after all these years. He could only pray to the gods that the king would not be harmed. The fact that the king had come back from possible interrogations, unscarred, was heard worrisome things. He wondered if there was a way to break him out. If Izuku could do one thing in his life, he hoped it would be to free the king from this place. He brought it up quietly one day when he was scrubbing from the king's mess bucket. His heart ached and he was full of longing. I wish I could save you, sire. If I could get you out of here, I would. The king regarded him quietly before he approached. He kicked aside the mess bucket and kneeled next to Zuku. Zuku had long since gotten used to his rougher edges. The king reached forward and touched his cheek and jaw. Zuku felt his face burn under the touch. The king's throat began to glow as if lit a flame from the inside. Izuku gasped at the sight with concern, and his mouth opened to ask after the king's well-being when the king captured his lips in a kiss. His gas caught in his throat as what felt like magma filled him. A fire burned down his throat and to his core, yet still the king held him in the blazing kiss. Izuku squeezed his eyes shut and swallowed the magma with a whisper of pain. Only then did the king release him. He watched Izuku and licked the fire left on his lips. What what did you do to me? Izuku's voice was raw as he clutched his throat and shuddered. The fire filled his entire body. His limbs lit a blaze from the inside. Then it began to cool as it settled into his blood, muscles, and bone. The king stared at Izuku hard before his mouth opened and once more spoke in his thick, triconic tongue. Only now, Izuku comprehended what he said. "'My brothers are coming, and I want you to come with us.' Izuku only stared at him with wide eyes. He didn't understand how he suddenly could hear the meaning of this strange language. Was it magic? He had guessed the king could do magic, but he didn't know it could be used like this. Was it dragon magic? "'By the gods,' Izuku whispered. You, "'You could understand me all along?' "'Of course I did, idiot.' the king said with a scowl. I understand the common tongue just fine. I just don't like speaking it. But you're letting me learn the dragon language? He asked with awe. Or is this some kind of curse? Can I no longer speak common? The king's eyes once again softened a little at Azuku's fear. He reached out a hand and pulled him to his feet. Speak common and they'll understand you, but speak with me and I will hear you as I wish to hear you he said, and brushed his fingers across Azuku's cheek again. I wanted to speak with you for a long while now. I wasn't sure if you would want to. Forcing the language onto a person isn't comfortable. I'm okay with it, he responded, still completely dumbstruck by everything. You wanted to speak with me? To tell you to shut the hell up, yeah. Azuku flushed with mortification. The king pulled at his earlobe a little and reprimanded. Now I just wish to speak. Me too. I I wanted to speak with you, he said breathlessly. I know. The king paused and then frowned. But you don't have time. You need to go back, right? Izuku paled. That was right. He wasn't in some little romance fantasy. He was a slave with a job and duties. If he did not return to them, he would be seriously reprimanded. I I need to go. Yes, I'm sorry, sire, but... Stop that and not sire, damn it. My name is Katsuki. "'Katsuki,' Izuku breathed. "'Katsuki gave him a quick, crooked grin, then. "'Sounds a lot better than your bad language. "'I need to leave, but I will be back. "'You said you said your brothers are coming, and you want me to come with you?' "'He paused and asked hesitantly. "'Do, do you wish for me to continue to be your servant?' "'As long as Katsuki did not beat him, he did not mind it. "'It is better than here. "'He'd rather be a slave to a kind master.' A snarl ripped from Katsuki's mouth. Izuku had not heard that for many days. No, he shouted. I won't make you my slave or my servant. You will come with me as a free man. Freedom. It made him dizzy to even think about. And with Katsuki as well? Did he want that? I I have family, though. Where would I even go with you? Your mother, Katsuki murmured in understanding. Zuku had talked about her before. Then louder he declared, I will find her for you and bring you to her if you want. You would do that for me? I would do more for you. Izuku's heart shuddered. It was too good to be true. Was he actually dreaming right now? Would he wake up on the floor in his chambers from this wonderful dream? Please, he whispered, full of hope for the first time in many, many years. No matter what happens, take me with you to death if you have to. Izuku paused and leaned in close. His voice was low but serious as he asked, Is that a promise to me? Anything, Izuku swore. If what you're offering is true, I will give you anything you desire that I can give you. A promise it is, then, Katsuki said sullenly. He pulled Izuku once more into another kiss. Izuku squeezed his eyes shut as electricity sparkled through his body. The flames from before blazed once more. More magic? He didn't feel hurt by it, though. This felt wonderful. Warm in a different way. He melted against Katsuki, sighing a shivering breath as their lips moved against one another. He didn't know what his future held, but he would take what he could. He hoped Katsuki was right about his brother's. Would taste freedom on his tongue when he kissed Katsuki. So I know where this Twitter thread goes, and it goes so nicely. I love it. Two pieces. Ah, it gets so good. Like it's already really good, but it gets even better. So they're currently updating their archive of their own story, but if you want what they fully currently have, you can find it on their Twitter. Both will be linked in the description down below. Please go check them out, and if anything, go read some of their other stories. They uh, Suki is just an amazing writer, and they deserve the world, man. Like seriously, they just deserve everything. So please go support them. They have a ko-fi that'll be linked too. So please go support Suki and read this amazing, fantastic fanfic. Have a great day and enjoy reading. You can find me as Ear Weir Arts on Twitter and YouTube. You can find me as Ear art on TikTok. And you can find me as Bluebell Aaron on Instagram. Have a fantastic day and enjoy reading. <laughs>